0: I'm walking all alone down my yellow brick road and I storm to the beat of my own drum.
1: I got my pockets full. Welcome to Stacked Keys Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Stackhouse, a podcast to feature women who are impressive in the work world or in raising a family or who have hobbies that can make us all be encouraged want to hear what makes these women passionate and get up in the morning or what they wish that they'd known earlier in life grab your keys and stomp to your own drum well this morning i am in new york city and i am with lauren brindle and have known lauren for years and years she kind of grew up with my girls So to see her in the big city and as a full-fledged grown-up is cool, and I want everybody to get to know you. So good morning, Lauren.
0: Good morning, Amy. I am so... (laughs) Stackhouse. Oh,
1: no, no. It would be Amy. You can call me. Um, I am so glad to see you this morning. We started bright and early. Actually, it wasn't bright. It was still dark. So um, about 6.30, and you have been in New York now for how long?
0: Maybe three and a half years, so long enough, but not too long.
1: Yeah, what yeah. brought you here to start with?
0: So I started out coming to New York for graduate school in experimental psychology, uh, and it kind of turned into uh, being here because I like it a lot. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Now when you went down the psychology route, what were you doing? Because you, you worked in the field for a little while, and, and that's a pretty taxing field. So what, what did you do, what was it like, what are some of your impressions?
0: So when I first moved to the city I needed to start a job and so I started with a nonprofit. Uh, they run a mental health and substance abuse line in the city. It's 24 hours and it covers all five boroughs in New York. So I was providing crisis intervention, collaborative problem solving, uh, information and referrals to ongoing mental health and substance abuse services throughout um, all five boroughs in New York City. And uh, what I was doing is really getting to have that, um, that first-hand basis with the client where you're, like, talking face-to-face but over the phone instead. So um, I wanted to pursue research. And so it, I guess being in this job field was a good experience to learn about the mental health system, about the substance abuse system, and about the people who are uh, consumers of different services. So.
1: Wow. Yeah. So that was pretty taxing. How did you protect yourself? I mean, your mind.
0: Yeah, it was. It was taxing, and um, I had to incorporate a good self-care routine. So finding time to not focus on work and not bringing the homework, you know, with me back home. Um, So a lot of times I would hang out with friends. Um, Maybe after work we'd all go grab a bite to eat, and usually I would go to shows. Maybe. A couple times a month when I first moved to the city, I was going to see some live shows because I'm a big fan of music, and that was a nice way to kind of unwind and let go from the stress of, like, 40 hours week to week of, uh, you know, talking to high-risk callers, but it was good nonetheless, yeah.
1: Yeah, so when you first moved here, I mean, you are an Alabama girl, so this is drastically different what do you think the biggest difference in coming to new york versus living in montgomery alabama would be
0: one of the biggest differences is the pace there's a pretty fast pace um wherever you are really where whereas it's work or it's like on the street it's go 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 um in alabama it seems it's hard to say what a normal pace is because of you know being born and raised in alabama but being here and living here now um, but it, it took an adjustment really it, uh, keeping up the conversation like keeping up with uh, the work hours yeah it, it's all just a faster pace longer work hours uh, but the trade-off is really nice um it's like every day is interesting so
1: well every day is kind of different Yes. isn't it i mean now all right what are you doing now
0: so right now i so i ended up uh figuring out that I didn't want to necessarily work in the mental health field on a um, a basis where I'm speaking to consumers of mental health and substance abuse whereas I wanted to pursue research um, so I ended up leaving the nonprofit. and uh, when I left the nonprofit, I started working as a barista and a part-time handwriter to supplement uh, you know living expenses and that kind of thing while pursuing my own ventures so Right now, in my spare time, I'm uh, learning uh, some skills that are necessary, one for resume building and two for pursuing my long-term goals of running my own uh, business or projects that incorporate research and data to eventually uh, have an impact on mental health, um, regardless. But I I want to mostly pursue my research. And yeah,
1: so take me back just a little bit didn't you weren't you involved in pulling together an app at one point can you talk about that a little bit that involved music because that kind of brought two of your passions together
0: it did i i've always loved music and i love research and to incorporate both of those to create a uh, mental health driven playlist service is what i was aiming for and it's still a side project of mine it's it's not an app or a website just yet. Um, I was running a website and I was running an app, but it. I want to create more of a person-centered focus on those two fronts, but I need to develop some more skills and more time to do that. Yeah. But um, so I do run this service. It's a. It's on Spotify. It's a playlist uh, service. It, it basically takes in the research from mental health and music and how those two work together to affect our emotions or what goes to goes well with different emotions and it curates playlists with different genres and um, different time frames really to help meet someone where they're at emotion wise for instance like anxiety depression um, being afraid even happiness you know it's that's important too Um, it creates a playlist so someone can choose oh I'm feeling anxious so here's A set of playlists that you could try listening to and those playlists are curated based off of um, past research that I've read and done literature reviews on and what that research has to say about okay this type of music or this aspect of music really helps alleviate stress for instance so that's basically the basis of all the
1: playlists yeah it's really cool because we I think we subconsciously do that I mean you get in a southern world, you get in your car and you crank up whatever you're wanting to listen to to drown out whatever just happened or,
0: right. you know, to
1: get you excited to go or kind of work up. So maybe subconsciously we do, we all do that to a certain extent. I think you're right.
0: I noticed that a lot of the uh, playlists I was curating were aligned with what I already listened to when I was feeling anxious or I was feeling sad and mm-hmm. it's it's really interesting we, that you mentioned that because I think we do in our subconscious tend to lean towards these things that are already existing in like scientific research. It's it's all connected and I think that it's great our our minds and our bodies can be so in tune to that. Yeah.
1: Them. Yeah. Well, now, okay, I came across somebody um this while I was in New York that is involved in sound bath. Do you know about that? And using the, the different, they use instruments to kind of take into meditation.
0: So I'm not familiar with the term, but I've, I've heard something along those lines. And um, like music-induced meditation, it's yeah. it seems like mindfulness.
1: But yeah, yeah it, it does. not which super is, familiar. I mean, it, it may be old news here, but it's becoming very, um, the, the new topic in companies and corporations in the South to be mindful and to, you know, stop and breathe and listen. Well, it's uh, it's interesting you mentioned that because that's actually, it's
0: great to hear that there, corporations are incorporating meditation and different ways to approach self-care. Um, recently in September, Business Insider came out with an article about how the job force and this job stress and everything associated with that has been causing this mental health uh, decline in millennial population and gen z and it's a it's it's something we can already observe and so knowing that corporations especially in regions that you know may have incorporated uh mental health services uh later
1: on are using these
0: so it's it's good
1: they are but uh, you know i think it also goes to the older population too because when you realize how much my generation is having to adapt Mm. And catch up. And, you know, you, you cannot say, I'm not going to use technology. It's not an option. It's not. And it, it's fair
0: because your generation is, we're still in the workforce. We're all trying to make this work together. So we have um, the millennial generation maybe bringing growing up with technology. Uh, the computers and the Internet all came out when millennials were growing up. And those were a prominent part of the years. But like you said, your generation it sometimes has to, like, relearn or keep up with catch up (laughs) yeah, or catch up (laughs) with technology and that didn't exist you know during times of development and times of learning so making that work
1: for both generations and finding that fine balance is is tough it is but i don't think it's something that we're going to go away from so um now being in the city your transportation is quite different than being in the you know we moved now to what would be considered rural and I am telling my kids all the time I am not rural but I live in rural I think I am becoming rural but here you have to think differently your time boundaries I mean sometimes you can give a closer range of it takes this long depending on and you know what your factors are was that a tough adjustment at first, it was, b- mostly because I
0: was giving myself too much time, meaning I had to sacrifice time in other areas at home or sacrifice um, either more sleep or less sleep. And uh, at first, I was leaving very early to where I was arriving at my destination, maybe, like, 30 minutes early, yeah, needing time a to kill. thing,
1: because it is. you have no idea if there's going to be a wreck on the interstate or hit a deer on the back roads. Exactly. And
0: then I learned that um, in the city, really, like learning each subway line because uh, was necessary because each line has their own uh, flaws, I guess, and their yeah. own, uh, I guess, things that make them tick, really. And so the times were varying on subway lines. So when I'd move, I'd make sure to figure out the times I needed to leave and the way the subway likes to work, like where if it's gonna come every seven minutes on a specific time or every 20 minutes if it's early in the day. Um, yeah. So yeah that took a bit to adjust to but once i was able to kind of figure out
1: okay this is just how it is it it got a lot easier yeah Yeah. you could kind of figure out your your schedule um what's one of the biggest fears that you've had to overcome being here
0: i guess one of my biggest fears um has been for most of my life really crowds of people i I deal with them. So you moved to New York? I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it actually. It's really funny because I, I sometimes I get really anxious and I've noticed that New Yorkers tend to be anxious themselves and I've always wondered, you know, why are we all here if we're all scared of people? And it, it dawned on me that a lot of times when we're so anxious it's nice to have a city that's keeping up with our minds, you know. It's moving oh so wow. fast. And um, so a way that I've been able to kind of cope with that fear is just moving with the city, you know, keeping my my mind in tune with the city. And it's it's been really helpful.
1: So it's no wonder we're all here. Yeah. yeah. I guess. That's interesting. I've heard Isaac say that. he He loves the city, but he would, I don't think he could live here. He said something about the fact that he doesn't think he'd ever sleep because there's always something to do. Did you find that you had to figure out your boundaries?
0: very much so so uh, when I first moved here I so I was going to a lot of shows like concerts and uh, like I mentioned uh, to kind of you know have some self-care but I had to start going to less because it was like it did involve late nights Um, I did notice that uh, alcohol consumption became easier more accessible uh, and so I had to find a balance so I didn't fall into anything destructive and so now i actually i don't really drink um i haven't drink for a while and you know finding that balance has been a tango but it's been a good balance because there are things that you can do um at night that you don't have to stay too late for you know and it's just really about knowing and finding the right people
1: and the right things yeah. So I'm hearing you say that you're finding groups, you're finding people. How do you how do you do that, and why do you think that's important? If you do think it's important. So uh, as much as I find being an
0: individual is important, I equally find that being surrounded by like mindedness is important. And from my from the first three and a half years I've gotten here, I've I've consistently changed really groups of people, and that's just kind of the city always changing and um i've adapted to it you know being homeschooled a lot of my friends were military and so i've already felt like i was accustomed to the coming and going yeah of people. change yeah and so that made it easier but um so a lot of my friends actually came from work because a lot of our hours are spent at work um a lot of our time outside of work is maybe blowing off steam with coworkers. um So when I first made the city that was a big thing and through my graduate program I met several friends um, who I'm still close friends with. You know one I mentioned invites me to go for Thanksgiving with their family every year on Staten Island and so uh, I've been able to make friends in different ways and even even in a coffee shop one day I just met someone uh, randomly. Uh, Here's a fun fact, my first friend in New York I met on my first day. Outside of a bagel shop when it was raining in my neighborhood, and we've been friends ever since. So,
1: so it's, it's the same kind of connections, yeah, that you have in the South that you have can have up here.
0: Exactly, and um, it turns out a lot of people are from the southern region. So, we've got some yeah, Louisiana,
1: Texas, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you were talking to somebody, if you were talking to your younger self, what kind of advice would you give? to be prepared for launching into a whole different life and lifestyle than, than maybe you know at the moment? I think
0: I would go back and tell myself that um, <coughs> it's okay to take the time that I need to take because everyone's moving at their own pace and uh, getting to where they want to be um, at different levels at different rates, and that's okay. And so I would let myself know that it's okay not to be where I'm at at a specific time in life and to just take it day by day as long as I'm moving forward. Yeah. to where I want to
1: get, so. Very good. Well, you were an athlete in high school, rather aggressive little ball player, um, basketball. A lot of athletes have to find that same adrenaline high in something else. Were you able to replace your athleticism or do you still, are you still on the basketball court? I don't even know that. I would eventually like to get back
0: on the basketball court, but I haven't found exactly how to do that here um I, there's several like public courts but i haven't taken advantage of that yet uh, but i the city itself like walking every day like my commute had I, I i wear a watch that tracks my my miles now and uh, i don't know if that's good or bad because it scares you me sometimes by miles instead of steps yeah exactly oh my gosh <laughs> and, uh, so that's been a great replacement is um, really just walking and commuting in the city it's it's an adrenaline workout in itself I have to uh, make
1: sure to keep my energy levels pretty good (laughs) Yeah. yeah wow so another thing that strikes me is the city changes by seasons so New York is hot in the summer and so that's and then it goes really cold yes is that a huge difference for you mentally do you find that weather affects your mental state I think that weather is a
0: huge impact on uh, mental health, and it, interesting enough, the hotter months uh, have the highest suicide rates. Um, so during the summer, that's the busiest month for um, like in that area, specifically of mental health. And for me personally, I, I've also noticed that I think weather does impact us day to day, including myself. As far as winter, I like winter, and so it actually makes me happier and um, I don't like the hot weather so I tend to be a little bit more down sometimes so it's interesting to see the research that backs up these um, these like these rates of suicide in the summer and these the rates of mental health throughout month to month however I will say um, the seasons do change people uh, you know the seasonal affective disorder that's actually fall and winter when people do become more depressed which is interesting since the suicide rates are higher in the summer So um, I think there needs to be more research done, really, on the impact the climate has on our mental health because of these different things that are already existing and, you know, and and how that all connects.
1: Well, even in areas like Alaska or places where the sun changes and it's dark, you know, for longer periods, or or even for us when it goes dark at 5 o'clock. And so a lot of people never even see the sun from the time they go to work until they come home and i guess that's true here too yeah i've I've gotten to the point
0: where sometimes i'll wake up and it'll be dark and i'll go home and it'll be dark so my daylight comes from like my lunch breaks and it's it's really interesting to see um especially coming after a summer where the days are still longer and winter happens so quickly especially here when we had maybe like two weeks of fall (laughs) and uh, now it's winter and so yeah that's an adjustment in itself um but I think a huge part of that is really just taking advantage of the sun when it's there. Um, a lot of New Yorkers tend to do a lot of vacationing in the summer and on the weekends, like, yeah. going to the beach. So, yeah, but it's it's an adjustment. But I, I personally like the cold, and uh, I actually don't like the sun that much, so yes, it works. And, and we're you're good with it. Yeah.
1: What about some goals? What do you see Lauren doing in the coming months, years?
0: So I have a few
1: goals. So a long t- I have
0: long-term uh, t- a long-term plan, uh, but short-term plan right now is to continue building my resume with skills that I've noticed are necessary in the job field. So um, my job, my career field is research. I've studied for research, and so I've kind of looked at okay, what are the skills necessary in the like what are competitors looking at? What are people who are already doing what I want to do? What kind of skills do they have? And so. I've been spending a lot of my time, when I'm not working as a barista, learning these skills to help build my resume. And so I want to, within the next three to six months, get back into a research career so I can continue that career development that's necessary while uh, keeping my long-term goal of running my own business one day. And these skills that I'm learning now, in addition to getting a career in the research field, are going to help my long-term goals. Uh, but it's necessary sometimes to take a step back from what you want in the long run to uh, take steps to get there. And so I'm kind of working towards that right now. And uh, long-term wise, I want to continue with my uh, playlist creation project, Vibrations, and I also want to uh, pursue a networking for millennials uh, to ease that for them. I'm still working on uh, how that's gonna work out, but that's the long-term goal is to focus on those two projects in the long run.
1: I love it. That's great. We are very rushed this morning just because um, you've got to move on. But um, I want to ask this question. If you had one superpower and you had it for 24 hours, you can use it professionally or personally. What would your superpower be and what would you do with it? So. I feel like
0: I'm a little biased because I did study psychology. I would say definitely being able to read people's minds. I want to, you know, confirm that the research is right, you know, and uh, just uh, I'm really interested about what people are thinking and how um, everyone's minds are different, but how we're also the same. So I would definitely use that
1: professionally and personally, I guess. (laughs) Awesome. Lauren, this has been incredible, and I'm going to tell you right now that when you come home in December, I want to talk again because I think we had, there's so many areas that I want to cover, but um, thank you very much. Thank you. This has been a really good time, and I'm so happy to
0: see you all. It's been good. Thanks.
1: Find Stacked Keys Podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, or anywhere you get your favorite podcast listen. You'll laugh out loud, cry a little, and find yourself encouraged. Join us for casual conversation that leads itself based on where we take it from family to philosophy to work to meal prep toward beautifully surviving life.